Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, which is still unnamed. In fact, if you have an idea for a name, please let us know. It's one of those things where I'll know it when I hear it, but it just hasn't come to me yet, and I don't want to let that inhibit my progress forward, so, you know, we're still going to do this. Um, in stark contrast from the panel that we had last time, it's just us today. I'm Raheem Nanos. I'm John Aspethia. And today, I just want to talk a little bit about, like, us, our story, where we are right now spiritually, what got us here, and where we're going, so that when we speak to you from a certain place, you have context for that. Um, do you want to start? Um, what, yeah, I mean, I think you should go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I come from a sort of a mixed background of family members in sort of different religions and belief systems. Um, on my dad's dad's side of the family, um, they're Jewish, and mm-hmm. on my dad's mom's side of the family, it's like a Protestant background. Yeah. And then my biological mom um, was raised Baptist, and my stepmom was raised Hindu. Okay. And I'm not really sure what she particularly subscribes to these days, I, she just kind of does her own thing. It's like very shamanic, okay. kind of, I think. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not really sure. It's not something that she really has a conversation about. I think it's very private to her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I come from like this huge mixed background, right? And then my grandparents were basically like in a cult for a little while when yeah. like my dad was coming up. And so right. I think that really damaged them spiritually. And that kind of had an impact on my dad to where like, you know, he, I don't think he considers himself like fully atheist. I think he's just like, very agnostic that like leans towards non-belief because he hasn't felt any proof you know yeah yeah but he's sorry uh do do they still because i know you talk about this a lot or you know you brought it up before just in conversation um there's so they're currently like very spiritually just not shut down i would say i mean like nobody really talks about it my dad really does not believe anything yeah um but also my dad's just like not a dick about it right you know what i mean so like like, I was a dick about it. Like, when I grew up, I basically had, like, you know, a loving father that, like, you know, didn't believe in anything. Yeah. And then, like, a very abusive biological mother that was, like, always trying to shove her religion down my throat. Right. But didn't practice what she preached, like, yeah, whatsoever. So was, like, super... Like, she yeah. basically believed that even though she was a terrible person, she was going to heaven because she believed and, like, I was going to rot in hell. She, yeah. Because I didn't believe. And yeah, yeah. It was really damaging to me, so I was actually, like... I was a huge dick, like, in high school, like, I went to a public school in, like, the suburbs that was, like, very, very Christian-leaning. Yeah. And, like, I would, like, just tell people God wasn't real to their face all the time, and that they were, like, stupid and whatever. That was a, yeah, no, I think there's a huge, um, sect of atheists that... Are really militant. Yeah, they're, like, like, they're militant. They're just as bad as, like, militant... yeah. As militant, uh, like, um, what's the word Christians, for? Yeah. Christians, yeah. Christians, um... Yeah. I'm looking for a specific word. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's there. No, it's there. I need it. <laughs> Fundamentalist. <laughs> Fundamentalist Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of the way that I came up, and I definitely did not expect that spirituality would ever have a place in my life because yeah. I was so resentful towards it. And right. I just never saw anything good yeah. out of the people that I was exposed to that believed in anything. Yeah, yeah. They just, you know, spent all their time persecuting other people for just living their lives. Yeah, And yeah. in some cases just didn't believe in science, and I was always like, okay, well, science well, is science. real. Well, science, yeah, right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You oh. know, so, I mean, um, yeah. Um... When I, I think, I want to say I was like 17, maybe, um, I, that's when I started getting into like psychedelics and things like that. 
Um, and pretty early on, I think it might have been, like, my first, I think it was, maybe my second, I think it was my second mushroom trip. Yeah. Um, that's when I had my spiritual awakening. Um, and it was just this moment of, like, pure holistic connection to everything else on the planet. Yeah. And I just, I just became one with everything. Yeah. And I'd never experienced anything like that before in my living memory, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I think children are pretty attached, like, pretty in the, you know, in they're the in, source. Yeah, they're but, in it. Yeah, um, but anyway, it, you know, on a, on a conscious level, I was I was there again, and I just had this moment where I was like, everything that I that I believe to be true, is is a lie. Yeah, like everything that I thought. Was oh true damn, is a lie. Okay. Um, that's interesting because um, well, just so that for the sake of the podcast, uh, my background and both of my parents are uh, Catholic. They're like. Typical Mexican Catholic, you know, um, I don't want to, I really don't want to shit on, like, <laughs> Catholicism, but, like, it's, or, you know, uh, you don't, just, you, like, a You good, don't have to shit on Catholicism, you can just, you I'm know, just trying to figure shit out on the mist, yeah. the, the mist. There's just, there's a lot of people, you know, that, um, you know, good hearts that really, you know, think that, like, if I go and I show up to this thing every Sunday for this, like, one hour, then that, like, fine. that this is my spirit, this is the work. Yeah. And just, uh, it's not true, you know? Like, there's so much, even, you know, even though, because I did Sunday school and shit, right? I did, like, I don't know how familiar you are with the Catholicism, but, like, there's, like, you can do, like, years of schooling and, like, you know, you get, like, you, it's, like, supposedly, you know, supposedly initiation. Um, Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's what I mean. Uh, But, yeah, so I did that, and, like, I remember even though I wasn't in it, you know, per se, like, I wasn't, like... I mean, I believed in God, but, like, I wasn't super... I was like, okay, like, I don't think God's going to kill all these women that are, like, having abortions because they can't <laughs> right. fucking afford it, you know? Right. Um, but I, I remember just having, like, like having this, like, w- this little just kind of layer of disgust over, like, all of these people that didn't really, one, practice what they preached, and two, like, really even fucking know anything. Because, like, my dad would for example, like, quote Bible verses to me. <laughs> right, my and, mom did the same thing. Yeah. And I would quote Bible verses back. And, like, wow. and, and he, they, it would piss my parents off. But, like, I was like, you don't even, like, the argument that you're presenting, you don't, it, it's not, even if I were to play this game with you, right? Like, yeah. it's like, it's, even if we were playing by your rules, I'd still win. Um, so, <laughs> I think um, that, you know, that, that was my, that's my background. And then I, I did... I, I had Molly for the first time when I was, like, 19, uh, 19 or 18, and I think uh, that I, that was, like, kind of the first... I, I can't say I had, like, a specific experience that marks my spiritual awakening, but I think that was, like, the first real notable thing that I can think of, um, and it's it, kind of a similar thing with you. Like, I, I just felt, like, the oneness with everything. Um, that was my kind of, I guess that would be the, the better way to phrase it. That was my first experience with the divine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after, you know, over the next few years, you know, uh, we met and like, I started doing psychedelics and, uh, I'm, I'm really grateful that like my spiritual awakening and my first experiences with psychedelics were like around the same time. Yeah. Um, because I just, I feel like it had, I continued just doing psychedelics without the spiritual side of things, I would have, it would just be really, uh, ungrounded, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, what were you just talking about before I started talking? Oh, I was just going to say, um, so yeah, I had my, um, 
experience with mushrooms. Right. Um, I was living in Kansas City at the time. Yeah, yeah. And not only did I have my spiritual awakening, but I also just sort of felt, by spirit, I felt spirit guiding me for the first time. Yeah. Um, and what ended up happening, the aftermath, was that I ended up moving to L.A. like a month later. Right. Because I was like, I'm a creator, this is what I need to do, this is not the environment for me. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing, is like, there's nothing wrong with my hometown, um, but sometimes you just need the right environment for you, and it's sort of like you're trying to plug a lamp into a faulty circuitry, yeah. like, you know, for your entire life, and right. then you try a different socket, and bam, suddenly the light turns on. Totally, oh my and god, And that's what yeah. moving to L.A. was like for me. Yeah. Um, and that what really helped me, like, basically stay on the spiritual path, and, like, continue learning these things, because, um... I probably wouldn't have been able to get that kind of soul food from Kansas City. I mean, I know that I wouldn't yeah. have. No, I agree. Um, I, I think the same is for me with uh, with Vegas. Yeah. It's um, just, there's something about the growing up in a place and still living there as a, you know... I mean, it's the classic food. hero's journey to leave. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? You just right. you have to do that. Yeah. Um, if you, you know, want to have a transformational life like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I moved to L.A. my first year was atrocious. I had had this spiritual, I'd had this spiritual awakening that I didn't know how to ground into everyday reality. Yeah. So I was totally living just like above my head. Like yeah. I just wasn't like I literally I mean I wasn't I hadn't lost my mind, but if I'd continued down that path without having found a teacher, right. I would have lost my mind. Yeah, I re- I was getting there. I remember like on my first um like I think it was like our second trip together. Yeah. Where like I think that was really the first kind of that was like the confirmation experience for me where it was like okay oneness and everything is everything but like w- what do we do from here like what now yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, okay exactly. how do i how do i integrate this every day like without w- yeah without you know with my feet on the ground you know yeah, like yeah. It took uh, me a while to get to that point. Yeah. What finally got me there was like literally after a year of just being in outer space. Yeah. Um, my stepmom gave me a call. Yeah. And she was like, because, uh, you know, I kind of like, I'm impulsive with Facebook and I post a lot of stuff and it was like even worse back then. So I would just kind of post all these really high ideals, but like, um, you know, again, just like not grounded in reality at all. Yeah. And she kind of saw right through that. Yeah, so yeah. she called me and she goes, kind of seems like you're going through something. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, yeah. And so we ended up having this really long discussion just about sort of how to manage these energies and like, you know, what to do with it. Right. And she was, and like at the time I was just so fucking miserable. Like I was so depressed and I was so anxious and I just did not want to be alive. Yeah. And I kind of used spirituality as a way to just like try to transcend my body all the time. Yeah. And she was like, here, like, the thing is, is that you're in a body. Yeah. Like, so you need to live in the world and live in your body and, yeah, and channel yeah. your spirituality that way mm-hmm. because otherwise you're just not going to be healthy. Yeah, right. And then the, you know, another light came on where I was like, okay, I need to really, really hone in on this and, and yeah. figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about that? Um, yeah. I, well, I, th- I think you kind of just, I think you, uh, there was something before that I, it might come back to me, but it was like, Something along the lines of, um, just, uh, yeah, no, I think I'm okay. I think you covered what, the kind of foundation of what I was kind of going for. Yeah, yeah, cool. It was just, like, the importance of, like, or me kind of being really glad that, like, both experiences happened at the same time. The psychedelics and the the spiritual awakening. Right, because otherwise I, I would have been you know, living in the clouds for a while and, like, who knows, you know, yeah, where yeah. that would have... You, you can yeah. get lost. Yeah, yeah, you totally get lost. Um, yeah, I want to say something about psychedelics really quick because we we have mentioned 
psychedelics in tandem with spirituality. Yeah. And I just want to say that, like, psychedelics aren't it. Like, psychedelics are like signposts. They can pierce the veil of ordinary reality. They have the potential to show you pure, unadulterated truth if you're if you have the capacity to experience that. Right. Um, but they do not make you live your truth in everyday life. They don't. In yeah. fact, nothing really can, not even spirit, because we have free will, right? There's a really good uh, Christina Pratt quote where she's like, "It's like that experience with oneness, with the divine, with you know whatever you want to call it." It's a gift when it's like, you know... The first time it's a gift. The first time. The first time it's a gift. The next time it's work. The next time it's work. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. And like, I think what often happens with people is like, they take psychedelics and there's like two paths. Either they can, you know, decide to like study spirituality in like a grounded way and like try to figure out how to integrate that in everyday life. Yeah. Or they just keep doing psychedelics, trying to get, trying to reach this point. Mm-hmm. And psychedelics becomes the will to live. It becomes the experience. Right. Like, oh, I need to do psychedelics again so right. I can feel So I can experience this thing, yeah, right. And then it becomes addiction, and that's Right, not, and then that's, yeah, that's when yeah. it's, like, you know, problematic and, and things. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, here's the thing is you can easily forget the truth you've been shown on psychedelics right. because humans are forgetful. And that's why we need daily practice yeah, to that's remember. Why, that's that's the thing um, that at the root of it. It's like it's work. It's, you've it's got work. to, you yeah. know. If you're going to do this, then do the work. I right. mean, as one of my teachers, as one of our teachers says, um, it's not sexy, but it's reality. It's re- daily yeah, practice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I am very rooted in my daily practice. I have been shown deep, deep universal truths that I promise that I have forgotten and I know that I've forgotten them because I still largely live in the illusion of separation in my yeah, day-to-day right so the work doesn't just stop because you've had a moment of enlightenment that's yeah. the nature of ego yeah it yeah. comes back right, right? Yeah, it sure does <laughs> <laughs> um i mean like in the very very rare instances where we've experienced fully enlightened beings such as siddhartha Gautama or eckhart tolle yeah what we often fail to recognize is their deep deep suffering leading up to the moment of their enlightenment and their years and years of hard hard searching um, Tolle had extreme bipolar symptoms pre-enlightenment, and I mean, Siddhartha, the Buddha, starved himself for years before learning that moderation is best, and that is true dedication that we as contemporary people don't really commit ourselves to. Yeah. I mean, we can't tear ourselves apart from the television long enough to meditate for 10 minutes. Yeah. We have so many distractions, it's really challenging. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard, I mean, it's... Yeah, ten, five minutes even, even like when, whenever I, you know, tell someone, whenever one I, mindful breath, I, I talk to someone, you know, about like meditating or even, even like guided meditations, you know, and yeah. they're like, I just can't like turn my mind off. And I'm like, it's like hard. I get it. I hate like, the, cause I've, I've had a lot of people that like, you know, say they don't meditate because they think too much yeah. and I'm like, well, that's why you meditate. Yeah. That's why you're supposed that's, to yeah, meditate. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's, it's not an excuse. It's so, fu- it, it's so <laughs> funny because people are like, oh, I tried doing it and like, I was just thinking, I was just like, keep going. Like, <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You, you really like, it, it's, it's a muscle, you know, like yeah. it, eventually you get to a point and uh, I love this about, about meditation and about really just spiritual practices. Like you're always... You're never fucking done, bitch. Like you always, no, there's it's, always it's, more. It's like, a life path. Yeah, it, you, like you, you you're never. Always, I mean, you're you're probably never gonna get there. Yeah. Everybody has daily rest assured. to stay there. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Yeah. To stay going, really. Yeah. Um, but you, there's never. I mean, you, our teachers are like. 
I'm like, our teachers are like ancient. Like they're, <laughs> yeah. They're old. Yeah. You know, they, they've been doing this for yeah. a minute. And, and like, they still, they still like, they're still like, they're still oh my God, it. I reached a new thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like, totally. It's, it's really, it's humbling in that I'm just like, damn, I got some fucking work to do. Absolutely. You know? Like we're so young. And yeah. I think that, you know, and, I'm, and I, I say this without arrogance because this is just truth. Yeah. We are at an extraordinary place in our young lives, I think. And we've reached, you know, places that some people don't reach in a lifetime. Yeah. And we're still not there. No, I, <laughs> and I think, I, I think, you know, the universe, God, whatever word you want to use every day because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's truly, truly a blessing, you know? It is truly a blessing. Yeah. I also want to talk a little bit just about, about the different paths of, spirituality or philosophy or religions or whatever you want to call it because um we as humans can get really lost in the weeds (laughs) over this um i mean basically the way that spiritualities and religions and paths are split is just human semantics and boring to me frankly so um i just want to stress that it doesn't matter what nuance of practice you use as long as you are using it like all authentic practices of which there are many lead to divinity just as different rivers lead to the same ocean. And whether that ocean is called the Pacific or the Atlantic or whatever, it's the same fucking ocean. Yeah. So you need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> just find it. And let people, <laughs> you know? I mean, having an organizing principle or cosmology is important. It doesn't have to be the same for everyone. Yeah. If we were all the same, life would be really, really boring. Right. So just pick one that feels good to you, run with it, see if it works, see if it feels like you. Um, you, you don't pick up a book to read and get upset when it's not the same as the last book you read. Like, that would be absurd. Or if it's, like, not the same book that someone else is reading. Yeah. But you still need pages and a spine and words on a page to be able to read a novel. Otherwise, it's just disembodied, and it doesn't have form, and it doesn't help you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is there a better way to say that? I'm basically saying just, you know, don't be in the air with, like, no kind of spiritual practice to ground yourself in. Yeah. But don't expect everyone else's practices to be the same as yours because they don't have to be. Well, I think what happens really, and I've kind of, I've been been noticing this a lot over the past uh, year with um, the more that I kind of delve deeper into spiritual practice, um, but it always kind of becomes your own thing anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, nobody has their own, like, I mean, I know we're we're Sufis. Within Sufism... And this is a major staple of Sufism, actually, is, like, the teachings are just vague enough or just simple enough yeah. um, on the surface, but so multi-layered in their capacity for meaning it's that you find and, like, your poignant. own. Yeah. And that's the thing with, you know, Sufi teachers is they, they teach in a way that allows you to cultivate your own relationship with spirit. Right. It, it's not the same as their relationship with spirit. Exactly, yeah. At and, all. And that always, uh, I think... It kind of takes me back to this phrase of like, everyone has their own relationship. A lot of people, a lot of, I, I don't know, I can't remember who really says this a lot, but like, I, I just have heard it a lot where people are like, that's their relationship with God or like everyone has their own relationship with correct spirit. And I think that's, that's the way that in which it manifests in your own fucking practices, you know? Correct. Um, there was something else that I wanted to add. Uh, I think... A lot of it, oh, I kind of, it's kind of brought up what I was going to mention before, where, like, a post, um, me, like, there was, like, a weird time after, you know, once I'd taken a step back after being, after having finished, you know, Catholicism school or whatever, right. um, where I was like, okay, like, clearly, like, this isn't vibing. Like, I am, like, I yeah. don't, you know, for a while I was going to church and, like, I was, you know, just to really make my parents happy. Yeah. Um, 
And after a while, I was just like, okay, like, I really, I just don't want to be here, you know? Yeah. And I kind of just, like, accepted this, like, kind of inner belief in myself where I was like, well, I, I kind of just think everyone, every, there, there's truth in every, you know, uh, practice, thought, philosophy, or whatever, religion, right? Mm-hmm. It, you know, for the most part. Like, I don't think... I mean, there's Christianity is beautiful. Yeah, we fucked it up, right? Because of political agendas, yeah, yeah, and human ego. Yeah, but yeah. Christianity, in its purest form, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it makes me really sad because, like, of all the religions of the world, that one has been poisoned the most, mm-hmm. and it doesn't deserve it. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's really, it's sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, and I think, uh, I think subconsciously, I'm kind of like, I, I knew that, you know, I was, yeah. I, I, I figured out that everything at the core there's good people that get really good shit from you know spiritual practice Mm -hmm. uh and so i kind of just accepted like okay well everything's probably right like yeah like it's like there's a god probably we Um, each individual person belief whatever yeah is a face of the divine right one face of many one face it's just infinite windows to the same soul Mm -hmm. and you know that's why we do this in the first place to like see how many ways we can get there right, that's right. the journey <laughs> and and so for for my advice to really anyone who's like okay like i've experienced like the divine i did ayahuasca or i did acid and like i get it like yeah. but also like where do i go from here it's just start fucking picking up books man like start reading start yeah discover what out. you like yeah discover like what really resonates with you and like i mean like i kind of have like that. three major staples yeah like i like sufism's like home base mm-hmm. and then i sort of have shamanism and taoism on taoism on either side of that that yeah. sort of accentuates same and, and like a little sprinkle of buddhism yeah i i, I would agree i love buddhism i don't yeah. know enough about it to like really say that same. i don't think yeah, but yeah. i i do really enjoy buddhism i mean i can't i can't say that i practice it regularly yeah but there's um a lot of you know i've read books and i've read different you know it's more like people that i respect and people that i follow yeah are like extensions you know of buddhism they practice buddhism so i feel like i i have to mention it but yeah um yeah there's a lot of suffering buddhism (laughs) yeah buddhism and hinduism are like the two that i want to get more into right there's a lot of suffering but but yeah my point yeah they they yeah buddhism yeah buddhism is very like heavy on the like life is suffering suffering, (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, 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 totally but um (laughs) but yeah what i'm trying to say is that like you know if you are if you're feeling lost like just start you know barnes and noble fucking new age and religious section just honestly fucking... honestly go to used bookstores because they yeah. have like the hidden gems oh my god they do I'm looking inward <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah have, have fun finding that one. but yeah um, so just you know and i think there's this sense of like i i don't know i kind of felt this for a little bit where it's um what's it called it's also the artist thing in person in, uh, imposter syndrome yeah where you kind of feel like, oh, like, I can't do this, or, like, it just, it, it, it feels, like, you know, kind of, like, gross, or, not gross, but, like, that's just you feel, like, that's fraud, just your, you know? That's just you being afraid of your own power. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's don't you listen being afraid to that of your own voice, power, it's, it's fear. It's probably you being, you know, your environment, like... Yeah, your environment telling you that you're the crazy that you're one. The cra- that you're crazy, or that um, you're, like, weird, you, you know? You're not. You just, just, yeah. We are in a society that believes very strongly in the illusion of separation. Yeah. And that's just a thing you have to navigate when you American enter this. American culture is based It's It's absurd. That. It's <laughs> yeah. absurd. Hence this podcast. Right. Because we need to make some change here. We do, yeah. Um, so I want to go into a little bit of a deeper subject because I think we have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about 
childhood trauma. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I saw your face there. You're oh. like, yeah, we're going to go into that. I'm, like, I'm going to go into mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as I had sort of briefly mentioned, um, I was pretty badly abused by by biological mother who um, was extremely bipolar, extremely narcissistic. Um, and because of this like bipolar narcissism thing that she was holding, mm-hmm. she was extremely emotionally volatile. Yeah. Um, and on the flip side of that, um, my father was extremely stoic <laughs> and unemotional and basically didn't hold space for me to like be an emotional kid, which, you know, kids are emotion. That's what they are. Yeah. And so I ended up being sort of backed into this corner and really, really pigeonholed by this like world of rationality because emotion to me meant crazy yeah. like you couldn't have oh feelings God, yeah. and like not be crazy that was, i mean that was my house <laughs> yeah so that's what ended up eventually leading to my liberation um because basically that was the perfect storm like i couldn't express myself in any capacity emotionally mm-hmm. i sort of cornered myself and compartmentalized myself into this just like this world of like rationality and logic that yeah. you know there's nothing wrong with rationality and logic. I'm a very rational person, but it's just like, I, I think a lot of contemporary Americans' problem is we were so identified with that that we act like other wisdoms don't matter. Say that again? Um, we're so identified with the mind. Yeah. That we act like the other wisdoms, such, such as physicality or emotionality or spirituality, don't matter. Totally, and yeah. And it's, it's sort of a balance between all of these things that where you really get to, to truth. <laughs> yeah. To real truth. So, like, I mean, for me... Um, this was such a painful experience for me and it ended up being like the perfect storm like I I'm a very emotional person and they were all like blocked by like all this stuff that I like I'm surprised that I didn't invent emotional spiraling yeah um and so right so I have this perfect storm right um that felt very very bleak and it was also my divine gift um and you know I'm still working through all these feelings but when I think about this I I can't help but laugh because we love to blame our parents for their very human mistakes. Yeah. And we often don't dig under the surface enough to learn that their mistakes are actually our true gifts. Um, for me, to hold this dichotomy of the impassioned feeling gifted by my mother and the cold rational discernment brought to me by my father is to tap into a wisdom that, well, is a lot to hold, um, a lot to bring into balance, but that balance is sacred and from that place i speak my truth yeah um i don't know if you have anything to add to that i mean i haven't really delved deep into my own kind of childhood experiences yet to Mm -hmm. be able to i think really get to that point yeah um but yeah that sounds really it's beautiful that you you know that you got that yeah, I mean, the reason why I want to speak about this is because for the context of um, sort of what I'm trying to accomplish with this podcast yeah. is for, like, people to be able to have the courage to delve into their own shit and find the gems that are sort of, like, yeah. hidden inside it. Right. Um, I mean, we are all so afraid of our own power because as children, we are at the mercy of forces beyond our control. Right. And we do shove it away because it feels dangerous to express that power, and in many cases, at the time when we're children, it is. But as adults, we can cultivate the skills to take our power back, protect it, and use it. And the natural laws of the universe that we know very well as children start to become unlearned because we begin to adhere to what our parents and authority figures say are correct. Mm -hmm. And then we eventually reach this period where we go, 
wow, this isn't working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a good thing, actually. This is how we evolve. And those that come before us bestow the wisdom that they know, and this anchors us. And the ways in which those that came before us are ignorant forces us to grow and forge a wisdom that is brand new to the world. And this is your unique genius that needs to be expressed in this life. No one else can do it for you. You can express your unique genius if and only if you drop the resentments of your childhood. And by dropping resentments, I don't mean repressing the anger, hurts, or sadness that you may feel. In fact, it's important to work through those feelings in order for you to drop that resentment. But you cannot wait for the parent you didn't have to suddenly swoop in and save you. Ugh. It, it's not going to happen. Smacked. <laughs> you are it. And getting out of these old patterns and stories is super hard. It's not going to happen overnight. That one Reiki healing is not going to do it, nor is one acid trip. Nor is crossing your arms at the whole thing, deciding only everything that has ever been proven scientifically is real, and calling everyone else crazy for keeping their minds open. Yeah. You are in your own way if you are doing that. And it's, it's truly a tragedy. It really pisses me off, to be honest. <laughs> um, and I have sad, no, you know? Yeah, and I have no problem with science. It's my favorite subject, and I believe in it completely. It's just not finished yet. And additionally... Oh, mental it's wisdom, it's, not it's never finished. It's, yeah, that's the, it's that's the infinite. Thing. That's a huge it's thing. It's infinite. That's a huge thing in the power of now, right? Where it's just like, it keeps going forever. Yeah, yeah. So don't act like you know everything. I mean, yeah, yeah. and additionally, mental wisdom isn't the only wisdom. And to believe that it is, is foolish. Wake up, people. Wake up, wake people. Wake up. <laughs> we need to wake up. Yeah, we no. cannot afford to stay asleep. We cannot afford it. Our access to deeper truths... Or, I'm sorry, like, our planet is dying, our people are suffering, we're running out of time, and we have to wake up. And if we're awake but inactive, like, we have achieved that holistic oneness and lightning feeling that, you know, that we're raving about, um, but we're just going through the emotions, like, or, like we're just going through the motions. Um, like, again, it's just, like, going back to, like, um, doing acid every six months to feel that again, and yeah. then getting back on the couch, right. like... If we're doing that, then we're cowards, and we might as well be asleep. Well, I think what the important thing is with um, a lot of these practices and a lot of just spirituality in general is that, like, there's, there's, you know, there's steps. I think the first step is, like, okay, practicing it in your, in your daily life, right, and, like, kind of, you know, mastering just, like, the everyday. Yeah. And then I think you eventually are going to reach this point where you're like, okay, what, what's next, right? And I think what is next is to share it with people and to just, like, help wake other people up, I guess, you know? Yeah, I mean, but, like, I mean, I'm still waking myself up. Right. You know what I mean? And, yeah. like, I want to make that very, very plain, is, like, yes, I'm speaking about these things, yes, I'm trying to um, see if I can sort of resonate with other people's truth cores by, like, talking about this shit yeah, and talking yeah. about my own experience. Right. I also work really, really hard on myself every single day. Same. I still feel like I'm at level one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, as one of my teachers puts it, we have to get off the couch. Yeah. We're not here to just float around. And right. if we are, we wouldn't be in potties. Like, yeah, we're yeah. incarnate. Let's act like it. <laughs> but I think my point is, like, it's definitely, I, I mean, kind of going back to where you're, like, we have a responsibility to, to share it with everyone, you know, the whole point of spirituality, right. of divine, of oneness. And that's like, a hard thing because you don't want to be perceived as crazy. Yeah. And um, I think that's kind of, you know, it's kind of, sorry, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but like, that's kind of what I think keeps a lot of people from really sharing it is that. Yeah. And I, like, cause I used to, I mean, I don't know, I've always, I've always been very vocal about it. And then I hit a period of time where like, um, but my own family made me feel like I was crazy. Yeah. And then I was kind of quiet about it for a while. Right. And, like, I know other people that are very, very enlightened that really don't share anything. But I just feel like that's not my way. Like, that's right. not my path. And yeah, you yeah. can do whatever you, you need to with your own 
principles. I want I want the world to change. Yeah. You know, um, like we don't value negative emotion in this country, and part of spiritual work is moving through this deep work that is very painful. Yeah. And like, even though we all operate in a pretty negative state, we just pretend like we're all good all the time. And let's like let's drop that shit because oh my this God, is work. I'm so over that. This is work and it hurts. I mean, I have a therapist, I have a shaman, I have three people I consider spiritual teachers. I have a spiritual community. I have a disciplined daily practice. I have multiple creative outlets. I have extreme devotion, and I'm still not there yet. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is a journey, and it's unbelievably beautiful and ecstatic and euphoric and fulfilling. And I have felt things that are so magical I can't even describe them. And I experience awe at the universe every single day and I'm still in pain and I'm still working through it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. I think I need to make this very plain because I, I see this a lot in new age cultures where it's just like focus on positivity, focus There's on positivity. No yeah, blah, right. blah, blah. Like, no, like it hurt. Like life hurts. Yeah. You know, it's okay to admit that. <laughs> yeah. You can hold space yeah. for that. And, and the only, yeah. and the only way to work through it is to admit that you're in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, Oh, I think I think you yeah. You yeah, I think that's I think yeah. that's a good stopping point. Yeah. I got a little impassioned there. No, that's good. That's um, good. I want to end this with a quote uh, from Langston Khan, who is a shamanic healer from like the New York area. Mm-hmm. Um, he has this quote from a podcast that he did with Christina Pratt, and he says, "If we are not willing to break our hearts enough to increase our capacity for love, to actually feel the truth of the current reality we're in." It's really hard to actually create any real meaningful change. Ugh. So good. And I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Thanks, guys. I will see. We will see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you.